How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet to record today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to elders past and present. Hey there, Disney Files. Thanks for tuning in. Just a little warning that whilst we like to keep things bright and light here at Dissecting Disney Ditties, occasionally we do drop in a bad word or two. So if you're listening at home or in the car with the kidlets, you might want to listen to this later. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, the president will now be here to answer any questions. Uh, well, thank you all for coming. I, I do have time for a couple of questions. Over here, Mr. President. Mr. President. People want to know, what is the best Disney song? That's all the time I have for today. Thank you very much. Mr. Mr. President, you, you, can't, you can't walk away from this. Mr. Mr. President. And welcome to Dissecting Dizzy... Oh, fucking... Take two, rolling. Hello, hello, and welcome to Dissecting Disney Ditties with Stackers and Will. I'm Stackers. And I'm Will. And on this show, we'll be breaking each Disney animated classic down, song by song. <laughs> song by song. <laughs> oh, boy. Sonnet by sonnet. Uh, uh, and on this show, we'll be attempting to break each Disney animated classic down song by song in an attempt to answer the impossible question. What is the best Disney song? Oh, simple. Is that all? So in case this is the first time you are joining us, we uh, analyse each Disney classic. We look at the history surrounding it and the time in which it was released. And then we take each song from the movie and we uh, rate it on a five sort of categories. We have uh, music, lyrics animation, contribution to story, and our cake score, our catchy Kylie earworm score. Each of those is uh, has a total value of five, giving us a total overall value of tw- a possible 25 from each person for each song. A total, total, total of 50. Fuck, that was a, that was a fucking <laughs> mouthful. Jesus, I have to write that down to make that much, yes. much more better, like f- fluent in future. Far out. Okay. <laughs> How are you, stackers? I'm good. How are you? I'm look. I think that uh, that introduction tells you how I am. I'm <laughs> cooked. <laughs> no, no. I'm go- I'm good. I'm good, mate. I've um, yeah. I've been not doing a lot. Like, I, no, that's a lie. I've been managing to get out and about. I um, I've, I I've tried to be a little bit more uh, active. We got uh, Just Dance on Switch. Just so da- oh my god! Yeah. I remember um. Yeah, kids bringing up 
the time warp in class and doing that. And it was yeah. like, it's like those little animated characters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, you yeah. hold the remote and you do all the, the dances along with it and it scores. How's that you going for you? It's good, yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it, it's, uh, yeah, the... I, varying degrees of skill on my part, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've managed to beat Angie on a number of them. So the, hey, that's all that really matters. Oh, right? good so, job, yeah. good job. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. Um, life's just sort of traveling along, you know. Um, yeah, what, what's been happening with you? What are you up to? Um, what have I been doing? I've been uh, exploring my side as a mixologist yes which makes it's a really fancy word for i've been drinking a lot of alcohol um <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's nice to know that like i am teaching you you something you are <laughs> um so yeah we've been experimenting with lots of different rums and tequilas and it's been mm. it's been really really delicious but the problem is because because we make so many i go oh what was that pink one that i loved no idea we've got like yeah. a book of 300 you know different different drinks so um, but yeah, no, I've just been uh, relaxing. Mm. I've been relaxed. That's good. That's good. We uh, we like to hear that we're being relaxed. Yes. So I must say, an absolute highlight of my week though has been watching Robin Hood. Cue the music. <laughs> remember watching this a lot as a kid yeah i didn't remember a lot of the movie mm. but as i watched it things came back and i was like oh my god i love this bit i remember this bit you know i, I vividly remember him um kissing the king's ha- oh, sorry the prince's hand and getting all the jewels out and then smiling and the gems are in his teeth i just like oh my goodness this was such a beautiful trip down nostalgia road for me i love this movie um look i'm really glad this movie's a fucking shit show. <gasps> no! No, Will, no! No, you can't tell me you loved what the shit did we watch before this? The Aristocats more than you love this. I 100% love The Aristocats more Will. than I love this. This, is a, this. this episode is the mirror universe to our last episode. Because I liked it, you hated it, now we've got this episode, you loved it, I hated it. So well, here we go. What is that I? Oh, mate, I was so bored by this movie and also so incredibly frustrated by everyone in this movie who just does not see that they are being robbed. The very start of this movie, when they are stealing the gems, as you said, they're stealing the gems and he's smiling. The snake is there and he's watching them and he's seeing it and he's like, he's saying... To the to the prince, so you, look, they're they're stealing, st- and he just gets shut down, and no one notices. Because he's hissing in his ear. Yeah, he's I like, know, but also the like is stupid, and but like you know, little John's there, like carving a hole in the bottom of a treasure yeah. chest that's being held up by four rhinoceroses. <laughs> How does no one notice this? Like- <laughs> I have to say, when I, this is the first one I think I've watched with Tim. Yeah, and um. I said to him, legit, if someone told me tomorrow that I had to get a tattoo of a Disney character on my arm, I would get Lady Clark. She is my yeah. hero. Look, I Lady Clark her. is a legend. I stand Lady Clark. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much the only thing. Oh, it's so Like, I actually laughed out loud at so many moments in this film. I think I <laughs> fell asleep at so many moments in this film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Okay, so look, here's some context for you, okay? Okay. I really love Robin Hood. I really love the stories of Robin Hood. I, I find the idea of this sort of like, you know, I don't know, but like my family is mostly British and so maybe it's that. Because like I really like Arthurian legend. I really like Robin Hood. So maybe mm. it's just something to do with like, I don't know, tying, like, I don't know, accessing my extremely white roots. Um, but, <laughs> but I really love Robin Hood. And growing up, one of my favourite, favourite, favourite movies was Robin Hood Men in Tights. Men in Tights. Tight, tight, tights. tights. Which is such a dumb Robin Hood movie. I know that that's like a really dumb Robin Hood movie. You can't really call it Robin Hood. It's just a spoof <laughs> movie. But I fucking loved it so much. And the one of the best parts of that movie for me is the archery competition. When he goes dressed and it's like, is that um, Mark Twain or whatever he says? Um <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that happens right at the end of the movie. So when we get to the, the, the archery competition in this movie and it is, you know, you, I paused it after that because I'm like, oh, surely we're enter- entering the, you know, the end of this movie. It's fucking 40 minutes into the movie. There is still so much to go. Yeah. Oh, oh I love it. I love this movie. I think the characters are adorable. It's a very like. Okay, that being said, I, I don't rank this as, like, one of my favourite Disney movies because yeah. it's very much, like, it's just not shit. It's not amazing, but it's just, like, it's just good. It's just yeah. good. Okay. I Okay. I thoroughly disagree, but that's okay. okay. Before we get to Stats with Stackers, yeah. I'm going to need a drink for this. So today, what are we drinking? I thought about doing something a bit heavier this movie because you need it to get it through it, but uh, <laughs> but no, look, we're going with something delicious and yum here. We've, we're going with um, what's called the Bicocket. Now, the Bicocket uh, is the name of this cocktail, but it's also the the funny Robin Hood hat. So if you imagine a Robin oh. Hood hat, it's called a Bicocket. Oh, wow. That's like an amazing bit of trivia. There you go. Uh, I am available for any trivia teams. You know, if you're doing online trivia, hit me up. (laughs) Um, So the Bicocket. You have 45 mils of white rum. So not a coconut rum, just just a white rum. Yeah, clear rum. 45 mils of apple schnapps, 15 mils of simple syrup, and 15 mils of lime juice, which is also about half of a lime. So you squeeze that into a shaker, you shake that up with ice, and then you pour it into a martini glass, and you can garnish it with a slice of apple. Essentially, it's like an apple martini, but just made with rum, not vodka. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it should come up with like this pale green character, and you that that is the bicocket. So I um I cheated. Mm. I made this with peach schnapps because I don't have apple schnapps, and I garnished yeah. it with nothing. But everything else is in there. I've got white rum, I've yeah. got my sugar syrup, and lime juice, and I have yet to go. taste this. So let's see how we go. It's good. Ooh, that's yummy. Yeah. That's really yummy. I really I would easily love this over a vodka martini. I just find vodka a little yeah. bit like smack you in the facey. Yeah. 
White yeah. rum's beautiful. And the good this thing about this yum. cocktail is it's so versatile. Like mm. you can substitute out your apple schnapps for any kind of schnapps you have. Um, so yeah, that's the bicocket. And I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, I didn't don't have my cocktail with me today. I just have coffee because that's the, that's where I'm at today. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I am oh, that is mm. yum. That is very yum. I'm looking forward so we've just gotten fifteen K radius. I'm looking forward to the day we picnic in the park and we smash through some of these drinks. Oh, yeah, and we just drink a lot of alcohol yeah. out in the open because that's totally public legal. Public drunkenness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> having said that, we don't uh, obviously condone public drunkenness, so drink in moderation no. and inside. drink in moderation or, you know, don't drink at all. So, um... <laughs> It is 1973. It has been three years since the release of their last animated feature, which was the Aristocats. Mm. It has also been two years since the passing of Walt Disney's older brother, Roy Disney. Uh. The music is written by three, four different composers. There are three songs by Roger Miller, one song by Floyd Huddleston and George Bruns, and one song by Johnny Mercer. Uh, the score is once again by George Bruns, who by now has written almost, I think, most of the scores now, if we go back through what we've done so far. Because mm. he started at um, Sleeping Beauty, 1959 was his first one. Wow, film. okay. Yeah, he took over from Oliver Wallace. So, yeah, he's having a good run. Some recognisable voices in this cast include... Dun, 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 Brian Bedford as Robin Hood, who at this point in time was a super famous Shakespearean actor. We've got Monica Evans as Maid Marian, who was Abigail the Goose in the Aristocats. We've got Phil Harris returning as yet another bear who looks exactly the same as the last bear. My man, Phil. He's playing Little John. Uh, And he was Baloo in the Jungle Book and also Thomas O'Malley in the Aristocats. We've got Roger Miller as Alan Adale. Now, for those of you who... uh, Can you name a Roger Miller song? I feel like I know the name, but I could not name it off the top of my head. Well, I guarantee you definitely, definitely know this song. Trailers for sale are rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. No phone, no Ain't got no cigarettes out But two hours of pushing broom buys And eight, twelve, four-bedroom I'm a man of means By no means King of the road So, very, very famous pop star with the smash hit King of the Road, Roger Miller is playing The Rooster, mm. who basically is our... I want to say narrator, but what what's the word for that in medieval times? He's the is he a liar? Uh, he's the, the, he's like the jester or something. Or the yeah, the bard, the guy that always sings with the lute, the yeah, bard. He's the bard. The bard. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So he's mm-hmm. in it. That's a thing. Uh, we've also got Pat Buttram playing the sheriff, who was Napoleon in the Aristocats. Mm-hmm. Napoleon was just a minor character from. Yeah, he was like a. Oh no, he, he was, was a minor supporting. Yeah, like he um, there was two dogs that that stole the stuff from Edgar. Basically, chased him, and he was the the leader of the two dogs. 
Yeah, those really annoying non-essential dogs that take the hat <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the yeah, basket. Yeah. yeah. God, the movie was stupid and you liked it more than this. Um, <laughs> we've also got in uh, in my favourite role for the whole movie, Lady Cluck is played by Carol Shelby, represent. She was the other geese, the other geese, the other goose in the Aristocats, but more importantly, she is the original Madame Morrible, yo. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, Miss Alphabet. We've also got in the role of Mother Rabbit and the church mouse, Barbara Luddy, with the oh-so-recognisable voice of Meriwether from Sleeping mm-hmm. Beauty and also Lady in Lady in the Tramp. Yeah. Songs you may recognise from this film include the hamster song, uh, the hamster dance, I mean the whistle stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had just been um, perusing TikTok and that song had come up as like a, because, you know, that's how cool I am these days. I peruse TikTok and drink coffee. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, I know. Um, but I'd, that song had just come up as like a sound on TikTok. And I was like, oh, this this is kind of a cool sound. I like this. And then I sit down to watch this fucking movie and it's it's the opening. I was like, oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Also recognise the Oscar-nominated Love, sung by Nancy Adams in the film. It did not win, unfortunately, because it lost to The Way We Were. Ah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. Uh, but also that. Love is um, a, a very average song, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was actually up against Live and Let Die, which I feel like is a much stronger song than both of Fuck those. Fuck yeah, songs, it is. Live and Let Die is yeah. a banger. Say live and let die. Yeah, did not win. Lost to the way we that's were. That's outrageous. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at, this is actually the first movie that was made without any input from Walt Disney. Yeah. So although he was already gone by the time the Aristocats came out, the original idea was his, remember, and then they yeah, kind of Yeah, and he purchased it, it from the guy, the whoever wrote it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, whereas this one is completely void of any input from Walt Disney himself. Okay. And it's also the last movie that all nine old men worked on. Right, okay. When I say nine old men, I mean that um, the core group of nine yeah. animators that have been there since the 30s. Um, so, yeah, this is we're still in the, like, end of an era. People are dying kind mm. of section of Disney yeah, yeah. before everything um starts you know starts going super south this film was relatively successful although it's not a very significant movie in the disney canon it kind of is just there yeah in, in the now the, the the numbers do interest me can, can i just quickly give you the numbers go so the film had a budget of one and a half million dollars which is really really cheap and I'm assuming that's because of, and I'm sure you're going to get into this, a lot of the reused um, or, or readapted footage, you know, drawings and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, really, really cheap budget. And it grossed, and I'm assuming that this is uh, adjusted for inflation. In the cinema run, it grossed $32 million. So it's made a significant amount on top of its um, its $1.5 million budget. So, yeah, like you said, not really a, a, an impactful film or a lasting film in the, Disney, game in the Disney canon, yeah. but made them so much money. I first, before I watched this, did you happen to notice there was another Robin Hood on Disney Plus? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. 
There was a they Disney actually made Robin Hood in the fifties as a live action. Oh, is this the one they always refer to with um uh Errol Flynn, or is that an even older version of Robin Hood? No, this one's got Richard Todd as Robin right. Hood. And oh my god. He is so hot. <laughs> okay, I have to look That's, this guy that up. Been, on, that might have been why I kept watching. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Dude dude's he's, handsome. He's a looker. Yeah. yeah. He's a looker. Okay. So I watched that. Um it was it's a it's a really good movie. Yeah. I think. And it's it's got a similar thing where it's got a bard who sort of sings with a lute to, and and sort of provides minor links in the story about what's going on with Robin Hood, yeah. which I thought was interesting because that that character pretty much exists as the rooster in this version. Mm. Um so back in the 1930s, so when um when Snow White's being made, Walt Disney was um, looking to make a film about Reynard the Fox. Have you ever heard that story? No. It's basically a medieval story with an anthropomorphic fox who runs around and deceives other anthropomorphic animals right. just for fun. Okay, yeah. And basically he decided that this wouldn't make a great kids film because he's he's basically a villain. Like there is a villain in the story that's a wolf, mm. but... The fox himself is a villain. Like he, he's not robbing the rich and feeding the poor. He's just deceiving people. He's for just fun. being a shitter. Yeah. Okay. A <laughs> little stinker. <laughs> yeah. And so Ken Anderson, who was a uh, a leading animator, was in charge of making this an animated film, and he was in his twenties at this point. Wow. So when he's in his sixties, he decides to come back to this story because. They are they're looking for they're looking for a film. They don't have what Walt Disney anymore, so they're they're like, what do we what do we make? We need another film. Mm. And Ken Anderson goes, Oh, there was this film that I was working on back in the thirties on about Reynard the Fox. How about we we bring that up and see what we can do with it? So it's kind of cool that forty years later he begins working on this film again. And he decides that they couldn't use Renard the Fox, but how about, how about they mesh that with Robin Hood? And that's why Robin Hood is a fox because Robin Hood is kind of, you know, he uses trickery yeah, and deceives yeah. people, but he's just not the bad guy. So they made him the fox. The sheriff is a wolf and it kind of uses those elements but puts it in a more palatable, family-friendly story. Okay, yeah, right. And... I, I think it's really sad because he did, and um, I'll find these and share these on our socials, he did full drawings of all the characters in the, in the sh- movie and by the time that went through all the animators and into the final product, they had, they were, I think they were a lot more complex than what you see on the, on the screen. The screen are a very like Disney-fied version yeah. and he was brought to tears when he saw the final product because they were so far removed from his own drawings, which I think is really sad because this really was his baby. I mean, he started it in the 30s when they're in the 70s. He's carried it through. He's finally designed them and they're like, ah, no, we'll we'll simplify them down. Yeah, that is And they really are simple. That's quite sad. Yeah. So then then they started like axing things. So Wooly Ritherman directed this, who directed The Sword in the Stone and The Aristocats, Mm -hmm. whose son also famously played... um, What's his name in Sword uh, Art. Art? Yeah. And also Mal- Mowgli or Mowgli in The yep. Jungle Book. 
So he decided he wanted to be he wanted it to be more of like a buddy cop kind of movie. So that's why there's no merry men in this version. Yeah, okay, right. Because those kind of movies were were really kind of cool and hip at the time. So he thought we'll get rid of the merry men and we'll just keep Little John. So it becomes more of a duo fighting crime as opposed to a whole squad. Yeah. yeah. Which in the live action they've got they've got the merry men. It's much more sort of the traditional story when i think of um robin hood movies i always think of the kevin costner one and, and was it was it the kevin costner version that had everything i do or do it for you as the theme? i believe so yeah yeah and um yeah, yeah. So that kevin costner version is so weird um it's so like quintessential <laughs> 90s <laughs> it's been so long since i've watched it though and i really really want to rewatch it because yeah um because i think that had morgan freeman in it as well like that was quite a big cast yeah. from memory and like a big song as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And I think Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman's in it as well. Was the sheriff He's, of Nottingham. Um, the yeah. sheriff, yeah. I was like the bad yeah. guy. <laughs> Severus Snape. Uh, no, wait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention was the, you'll notice the accents are freaking all yeah, over the place. Yeah. Like that's that's been my complaint for the last couple of movies, but in this particularly, we've got a lot of really southern accents yep. and a couple of London accents and then a couple of American yeah, accents yeah. because Phil Harris is incapable of doing anything else. Um, he shouldn't have to do anything else, stackers, all right? <laughs> My man Phil. <laughs> so the reason there's a lot of southern accents in there is because this movie was meant to be set in the Deep South and the reason they axed that idea is because the um, sort of uh response to Song of the South yeah. was so bad right. yeah, of course. <laughs> that they decided to instead put it back in London where the story's originally from. Mm. Except they didn't get the actors, they didn't you know, like recast it or ask for different accents. So like that's why so many of them sound like they're from Texas. That's a shame because I think that could be a really interesting movie. Like that that sounds like a more interesting movie than what we got. Which I know, I know you liked it, and you know, full full respect to you, you're allowed to like it. I I, I didn't, but I think that if it had, a, if they had have gone, fuck it, let's do this like Western Robin Hood. I think that would have been really interesting, and I probably would have liked that a lot more. I feel like it would have been really tacky, and like no one would have watched Look, it. Oh, maybe, but I mean, we're in the seventies now, and westerns are huge. Like this is where Clint Eastwood is oh, really true. like taking off. I think um, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly was maybe a couple of years before that. Let me. Uh, uh, which you know, we only I only really watched that like last year in lockdown for the first time. It is such a good movie. But yeah, that's uh, 1966. So this idea of like the you know spaghetti western, the western that we all come to know with all those tropes, I think that hmm. that that was sort of huge at this time. And I think that Robin Hood doing something like that could have been really interesting and really, really maybe worked for me personally, at least. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like when it started off and we had this, um, you know, the, the, you know, light sort of Western guitar, the cowboy, you know, rooster walking out saying, there's yeah. a story about Robin Hood. I was like, Oh my god! This this could actually be really really cool, and then it then it wasn't. But you know, <laughs> I really really liked that aspect, and I think that I really the, of the songs that I enjoyed. And again, spoiler alert: we'll get into the songs. But of the songs that I enjoyed, I think the the sort of more western ones that Roger Miller wrote were the ones yeah. that I enjoyed more. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I think they are the stronger songs overall. Mm. And I think also because it just, it's sort of, I mean, all of these songs with the exception of The Phony King of England, which is that one where they do the puppet yeah. show, play into the pop sensibilities of the time. So country music has become, well, Roger Miller's quite big and these all sound like Roger Miller's yeah. songs. And then Love is a very typical pop ballad that sounds like it could have come out of um, For Your Eyes Only from James and yeah, Gordon, yeah. really. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's why it, the, the music in this, in this movie is quite enjoyable. Mm. I wouldn't say it all really matters, but it is really enjoyable to listen yeah. to. So for those who haven't watched Robin Hood in a mm. while or maybe have never seen it, first of all, you should. Don't listen to Will. It's a great well, By all means, time. watch it. It's, um, it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, by all means, you should watch it. I think it is, it's got enough interesting things that it's not a waste of time. Yeah, this was my introduction to Robin Hood. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, and I think it's a nice way to introduce kids to Robin Hood before you show them like yeah. Kevin Costner getting his freak on with, Oh, God, what was her name? 1991. Was it Mary Steenbergen? No, uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Bless you. Who was in Scarface. Oh, she was in The Abyss. Have you seen Have you seen that movie, the James Cameron one? No. Yeah, so she's in The Abyss. She's in The Perfect Storm. She won the Tony in 2003 for the revival of Man of La Mancha. She was nominated. Oh, sorry, she was nominated. Yes, yes, yes. She... Oh, she was in The Perfect Storm. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember The Perfect Storm? Yeah, I do. When all of a sudden the cool thing in horror movies was not to have monsters or serial killers, it was yeah. nature. The real monster so... is Earth. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's all like tidal waves and hurricanes and the fog. And uh, Maybe <laughs> that's why like no one, none of, you know, no one of importance, at least in Australia, is taking action on climate change because they watched all these movies and went, no, nah, Earth is <laughs> fucked. We need to destroy it. Like, <laughs> uh, oh my god! Not to mention, we had our own little earthquake. Yeah, the other what day. a day! What a day! Where were you when the earthquake happened? I was asleep Will? on my couch, <laughs> and I, th I think I might have mentioned this in the Aristocats episode. Actually, like I thought it was it was rubbish day, so I thought it was just a rubbish truck, and then I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh fuck, no! That's uh, hang on, nope, that's more, that's more." We survived. We did. We, we did. All survived. I have a little crack in my wall to prove oh, it's here. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I was just like, where did that come from? Um. <laughs> Man, this 1991 uh, Prince of Thieves movie had Christian Slater as well. Oh, yeah. He's hot. Yeah, too. Christian Slater was a babe in the early 90s. I fully agree. Oh, and Sean Connery yeah. was King Richard. Was he? Yeah. How interesting. But, I mean, King Richard obviously only appears right at the, the very end. Yeah. Uh, I Okay, help me out here because you're the, you're the folklore nerd here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is, is King Richard... Being held captive. No, somewhere. so he's gone off on the Crusades. Um, right. So do, do you know much about the Crusades? I remember studying them at school. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, basically just a bunch of times when uh, Catholics from England went to fight holy wars in the Middle East, essentially. Um, mm. And, yeah, I think there was I think there was three of them. Um, and so, yeah, over this period of a about sort of a hundred years, maybe, maybe give or take. Um, these there was these attempts to recapture the Holy Land, 
um, which is essentially you know Israel, where where Israel is now, Jerusalem, um, yeah. you know Palestine, that that whole area. Um, forgive me if I've got my geography a little bit off, but it's it's sort of in there. Um, mm. Yeah, so they they all fail, but yeah, um, King Richard's off on the crusade, right? And then Prince John is just like, I'm king now. Yeah, yeah, basically. I think he was the, uh, yeah, this movie said, I think he was his brother or something. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm I'm now running the place, bitches. Yeah, it's his brother because in the live action, there's this whole thing where I think the Crusades are asking for more money and Prince John doesn't give it to Yeah. Him. And then their mother comes in. She's like, here's your blood. How <laughs> dare you? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a good movie. You should check it out. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Um, yeah, <laughs> it shows. I, I guess the the main difference is it it shows more of the relationship of Robin Hood and Maid Marian pre him becoming Robin Hood. They yeah, sort of mention okay. it in the animated feature. I think she says like he and I were playmates, but in the live action, it fully shows that they're just kind of like running around the woods, and he's kind of joking about firing arrows and they're wrestling and you know doing all that fun PG stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. <laughs> And then Marion goes off to London and later they're reunited with the archery match and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, okay. And it just sort of makes more sense as to why, how Marion already is kind of in love mm, with him. Yeah. And the story they've got, which I kind of wish they included in this because there's a lot of Robin Hood saying, oh, she'll never, she wouldn't even remember me or something. Mm. I just wish we had a bit more of that backstory because it is really nice to watch in the 50s version. Yeah, All right, I'll definitely check it out. Because, yeah, mm. I do love Robin Hood. All right. So uh, did I ever say what it was about? Uh, no, I don't think you did. <laughs> so for those of you who've never seen it, it's about Robin Hood. It's a guy who fights the rich and feeds the poor and shoots a lot of arrows. And You've heard of Robin Hood. made Marion in the end. The end. Okay. You've heard of well, Robin what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you've never heard of Robin Hood, where you been, bro? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's a fox. Yeah. Like a yeah, literal yeah, fox. Yeah, yeah. He's an anathrop- anathromorphic fox. Yeah. Everyone's anathromorphic in this, which is anthrop- interesting. Anth- anthropomorphic anth- is really anth- hard to say. Anthrop- anthropomorphic? Anthropomorphic, anthrop- which means oh. an animal that has human traits, like they wear human clothes, they have human emotions. Yeah. This is the second... I want to say this is the second... No, this is the second... Disney movie to feature only animals. And I'll give you a hint. The first one we didn't review. Oh, Bambi. Yeah, Bambi. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've had a lot of animal movies, but they've all had humans in them at yeah, some yeah. point. This is the second one that didn't. Yeah, okay. But it's not the first to have anthropom- anthropomorphic animals because they've been kind of scattered throughout. Like even Lady and the Tramp kind of has yeah, that. Yeah, kind of, they kind of straddle and, a line, I guess. Like You know, yeah. and the geese had body bonnets yeah, yeah, and the yeah, Cats and, yeah. God, that movie was stupid. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, Will, uh, I believe you found something special. Uh, yeah, I did. So, um, so it was hard to track down like an original synopsis for this because Robin Hood just kind of exists in folklore. There's no novel that we can refer back to where it's like, this is where Robin Hood was born because, you know, whether he actually existed or not is is unknown. It's the same as King Arthur. Like, Jesus. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Come at us, Christian Lobby. now. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically, like, whether he exists or not is, is here, you know, we, we don't know. 
but essentially we found a um the oldest ballad thought to be the oldest existing ballad containing the first reference to robin hood and that is um there's a group of ballads uh that are traditional ballads from england and scotland called child ballads and this is child ballad number 119 and there's 305 of them so this is child ballad number 119 and it's called robin hood and the monk and how old is this This is from 1450 yeah, uh, sorry, around fourteen fifty. So the the like, I thought I'd given you some old stories because I think we found. I think one of them was from sixteen something. Yeah, Pinocchio and and Cinderella. I think those originally were from like the fifteen to sixteen hundreds. Um, fourteen hundreds. So the the text that this is from is actually preserved at Cambridge University. So it's it's still around. It still exists. Obviously, it's not a. I don't believe it's available. For public to to look at but yeah it's it's being preserved at the cambridge university so robin hood i will only accept this reading in an old timey voice please well i was, I was actually going to do it in like a deep south <laughs> <laughs> either or either or insert guitar here <laughs> little john talks of the may morning but Robin Hood is still unhappy because he cannot go to mass or matins. The fucking matins. <laughs> uh, oh, it's like a, it's like an hour where you sing in Christian liturgy. I don't know. Okay. He decides to go to a service in Nottingham, inspired by his devotion to the Virgin Mary. Uh, much the miller's son advises him to take at least twelve men. He refuses and goes with only Little John. On the way, he makes a bet with Little John, loses that bet, and refuses to pay when he cannot agree on the payout. Little John leaves him. Robin goes to St. Mary's in Nottingham and prays. A monk whom he had robbed sees him and tells the sheriff, who goes with many men and fights him. Uh, The text actually breaks off at this point. uh, neither Robin's capture nor the news reaching his men are included, uh, but the story takes up with the men's shock and Little John being the only one to keep his wits about him. So there's like a big gap in the in the text. Right. <clears throat> little John declares they must rescue him. They catch the monk riding with a little page. Little John kills the monk for his treachery, and Much, the miller's son, kills the page so that he could not tell who they were. So there's much more murder involved in this story than there was in the uh, Disney one. Well, that escalated quickly. Very quickly, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, how easily Disney just gets rid of murder in yeah. these books, like, in these movies. Like, ah, get rid of the murder. We'll do it's all like that. Disney no is practiced at erasure. So yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Um, weird. <laughs> Little John and Much go to the king with the monk's letters and tell him the monk died on the way. The king gives them gifts and directions to bring Robin Hood to him. Little John brings the letters to the sheriff and tells him that the monk did not come because the king had made him an abbot. And they get into the prison, kill the jailer, and escape with Robin. The sheriff does not dare face the king. Robin says that Little John has done him a good turn in return for the ill one he played and offered to be his man. Little John wants him to remain his master. The king is enraged that the men managed to fool him, but admits that Little John is the most loyal man in England, and since they were all fooled, lets it go. It sounds like in the original, Little John is like the Little John's the main the main character, yeah. So, so yeah, Robin Robin basically dicks Little John out of some money, 
Um, and so uh, he goes to a church and gets arrested and then little John has to break him out. Essentially, that's yeah. the story, which is weird. That's such a, like, no, it's a very non-event. Yeah. Um, and weird. yeah, it's weird that we've sort of got this whole um, sort of the folklore has grown to include this merry man, to include the sheriff of Nottingham being like a, a tyrant and Prince John yeah. being a tyrant. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting seeing the sort of the, the birth of it to where it's sort of come to and what we know Robin Hood to be now. A fox in love fox. with another fox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I noticed that she was listed as a vixen in the, uh, in the credits. What is a vixen? Is a vixen a type of fox? A vixen's a fox. Is it? Isn't it a female fox? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the original synopsis. Yeah. That's just so not what I thought it would be. I also thought it was going to be a poem. But that was more like a short story. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this doesn't yeah. rhyme. I mean, not all poems have to rhyme. but I believe that was just of- a summary of the ballad. So the ballad probably is written and... Some of the um, the summary was even written in, like, the original English. So much the Miller's son uh, – sorry, let me just get it back up again. I've just closed it accidentally. Much the Miller's son is – so much is spelt as M-O-C-H-E and Miller is spelt M-Y-L-N-E-R. Right. So much the Miller's son – Milner son. Yeah, so uh, I believe that's a translation – because, yeah. yeah, the original ending um, would not be very legible to my struggling with normal English. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag maths teacher. Um. Yeah. Numbers are my game, people. <laughs> okay, so uh, shall we move into the music? Yeah, I think we should. Um, there's not really much more to talk about. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the music. Hey guys, it's Wilhelm. Blah, blah, blah. When I was watching this, it took like five seconds before Tim was like, that's a hamster dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was legitimately, like I said, I was whistling this song on the way to the television to watch it. And I sat down and I put it on and Angie turned to me and went, were you listening to the soundtrack beforehand or something? I was like, no, no, this is a song. I know this song. This is such a beautiful credit sequence. Yeah, it's great. I really, really, really like it. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it's probably the the highlight of the movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think about, because we, we talked a bit about this last last time when I, I kind of 
um, shut on the Aristocats opening. So, you know, it's just like the pencil drawings. Yeah, yeah, gone. Oh, we yeah. need some animation, just chuck that in there. Yeah. And then you compare that to the 101 Dalmatians credit sequence, which is very cool. Yeah. I really like this because it almost introduces the characters and mm. the, the setup um, because there's no there's no lyrics in this, but you, no. you get it by yeah. the end of it. Yeah, you do, you do. And I think it's something that there was a lot of, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about here, but there's a lot of 90s movies that had like these sort of comical animated openings, things like City Slickers. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids had a similar <gasps> sort of thing. I love Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Do you? Do, uh, you might. Oh, that's such a great movie with a gigantic ant. When yeah. they're like in the grass yeah. and the so sprinklers sad. turn on and so they're sad. huge. Oh, yeah, the ant gets killed by. Well, I don't want to say it's a scorpion. Uh, that sounds stupid. No, I think it is. I think it's a scorpion. It's something with a, t- a tail. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a scorpion. Yeah. The opening credits just reminded me a lot of like these sorts of opening credits, which I feel like maybe I'm just like th- my memory is playing up on me, but I feel like they were pretty prominent in the sort of early to mid 90s. Because, yeah, Honey, the Sh- I Shrunk the Kids had this really animated credit sequence, um, which, again, just feels like a lot like this. It's a lot of characters running around and things happening. Yeah. And, and you're getting this idea as to who these characters are and what this movie is kind of going to be like. What did you rate this out of interest? Yeah, okay. So I rated the music as a three. Um, now, the lyrics, I gave a score. I wanted to rate it at zero, but there is... Because, I mean, there's no lyrics. It's whistling. There's a, It's just a bunch of whistling. <laughs> But I think that there is a, there's a section of the song where the whistling is sort of like in a little, um, what do you call it? Like a cannon almost. And it's like, there's like a whole bunch, there's different um, beats of whistle happening and they're sort of layering over each other. Mm. A cacophony of whistling, if you will. I think that's mm-hmm. a word. Again, I'm a maths teacher. So yeah. I gave the lyrics score a one. Hang on. But at what point are they lyrics? That's the contention. That's why I could be like. Because you're talking about music there. If you're talking about, you know, canon and a cacophony of sound. Yeah. Polyphonic textures, whatever, whatever you're talking about. That's music. Okay. So that's why I wanted to discuss it with you because I gave it a one because I wanted to recognize that. But I was aware that they're not lyrics per Incorporate se. into your super over-exaggerated music score. All right. It's, it's, already, it's, already, <laughs> it's already ridiculous. It's already ridiculous. I'm just going to leave it at a three then, but I'm going to change lyrics a to a zero. But, yeah, there's, there's no lyrics. That's why, yeah, I was, I was tossing up for so long about that. Yeah, I've got a similar c- a question about contribution. So what did you give animation? Uh, animation I gave two because it's a yep. fun sequence, but it's nothing majorly special. Uh, contribution I gave a zero. Yeah, so so I gave this... Oh, what would you give it for Cake? Cake, I gave it a four. Is that because it's the hamster dance? I knew the song. It's stuck yeah. in my head. Whether it's okay. the hamster dance or whether it's this, I knew the song. So I basically, I give this a one for music because it's just very simple. Uh-huh. Zero for lyrics. I give it a three for animation because I really like the introduction to characters. Yeah. Now with contribution, I I was torn because... The sequence, I think, does a great job of introducing mm. character and, and scenario. Yeah. But it's not the song that's doing that. It's the sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, do I give it 
points or don't I? Because well, I'm sort of awarding the animation there, I guess, aren't I? Yeah, I I think that this is tricky, and I think this is where our categories can sort of fail us at times. Um because we've sort of said with contribution, with low contributions, if you took the song out, it wouldn't matter. Mm. And if, if this, you took the song out, it wouldn't matter. No, it But wouldn't. the sequence, I feel like, kind of does. Yeah. I, I think that you should probably give it a rating then. You should, you should give it I've given points. it a one. Yeah. I, I would give it higher if, I, if there was words and I could No, justify. that's fair. I think the only reason why I gave it a zero instead of giving it some contribution because you're right that sequence does introduce us to the dynamic of the characters it at least gives us an idea as to okay that's robin hood so that's the the fox is robin hood the bear is yeah. little john and who's the good stuff. guys and the bad guys yeah yeah the rhinoceros the is going to be bad guys yeah the dog all that sort of with stuff. the cast and you see lady cluck and yeah you you understand so much from that sequence yeah yeah but yeah so sort of the animations yeah but i mean this song is is Aiding, aiding the animation. So yeah, you would you would give it a rating. I One point for assisting and abetting. Okay, excellent. Uh, cake score, I gave two. Now easily, <laughs> I could have given this a five because it's the fucking hamster dance. <laughs> but it, it's hard to be like you know, and this will be the same. Ah, oh, no, it won't be. The difference between rating something like this and rating something like I don't know, freaking a whole new world, right? Yeah, yeah. We know A Whole New World from Aladdin because of Aladdin. Yeah. We know this song because of some stupid YouTube, not even, was it YouTube? I feel like it was on like... um, I feel like it was even pre-YouTube. You know, like Frog in a Blender, those people. Yeah, I feel like it was like (laughs) on So Fresh 1995, you know. You know, some sort of like meme song that came out before Mm. meme songs were really even a thing. It was like like Crazy Frog, but like before Crazy Frog even. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So that's why I know it. Yeah. I do not remember it from this movie. That's why I didn't give it a five as well. I gave it a four because I, I know the song. I remember the song. I could tell you exactly how the song goes, movie. but it's, it's not because of this movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I gave it two because I was like, I guess it's catchy and it was catchy enough <laughs> for someone to remember it you know, 30, 40 years later yeah. to make it the most annoying, you know, techno. Absolute banger, though. Come on. It sounds like Buddy Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've given it two trying to dissociate the, the hamster dance from it. You, however, go nuts. Yeah. I think you've massively overrated this song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to the next one. Ooh, Delali. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day This was one where I literally had to wait till the end of the film to see if I remembered it mm. so I could give it a cake score. Yeah. I didn't remember it, so it got a zero. Okay. I, yep. I can't even remember it now. Um, however, I do know, I, I really liked the um, the use of the word Udalali, mm, mm. how they put it all over the film. Anytime there was anything mildly exciting mm. or interesting, they'd be like, Udalali. And I was yeah. like, I really like that. 
I, yeah, I don't remember this song. I gave it one for music, two for lyrics. Oh, this was, I remember the sequence though. This is when um, Little John and Robin Hood are like walking through the forest. It sounded like Little Bunny Foo-Foo or something. There was like a, a nursery rhyme it sounded. Okay. Because it's like Little John and Robin Hood are walking through the forest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Finding Nemo, the, the stingray. Let's name the zones, the zones, the zones. Let's name the zones of the open sea. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah. when he's taking the fish around and he's talking about the layers of the sea. Yeah. Which is actually a beautifully educational ditty that no one remembers the lyrics to, which renders it pointless. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Um. So for animation, I gave it two, and contribution, I gave two, because it's kind of a song that's just explaining. Little John and Robin Hood and what they do and where they're at. Yep. And Cake, I gave it zero because I don't remember it. Okay. Yeah, uh, we're, we're quite similar, I think. Uh, this is where I sort of went, oh, this song, this movie's going to be interesting because it's set in the Deep South, but then it's not. Like, this is what I think a good, this is a good indication as to what this movie could have been. Um, and so I gave it a two for music. I gave it a one for lyrics, a two for animation, a two for contribution, and a one for Cake score. I don't think I've ever used two so heavily as I did in this. Uh, in these I've just got twos everywhere because I'm like, it just kind of is. Yeah, it's just it's 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 just sort of below average. Yeah, <sighs> you're so lucky we're not in person because I'd be throwing so many things at you right now. <laughs> Shut up! It's great. I love it. <laughs> um, all right, so. Onto, we're just like flying through this because that's the problem. There's just not a lot to say about this movie or yeah. these songs. They just kind of are. Well, there's a bunch of songs that just, uh, yeah, kind of exist. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like they're not terrible, but they're not life-changing. So, no. yeah. All right, cut, print, moving on to the Academy Award-nominated Love. Love, it seems like only Just a child at play Now you're all grown up inside of me Oh, how fast those moments flee Okay, so this song was sung by Nancy Adams, who was actually Floyd Huddleston's wife. So this song was written by Floyd Huddleston and George Bruns. Right, okay. And so it's his wife that's singing it. Yeah, okay. And so this was nominated for Best Original Song. And at the Academy Awards, a really young Jodie Foster and Johnny Whittaker sang it live. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it didn't win because it lost to the way we were. But, uh, mm. yeah, fun little fun little fact about that. But, yeah, just kind of nice that it's his – he probably wrote it about his wife. Yeah, yeah. And she sang it. It is, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice song. The, the setting was kind of weird. It kind of looked like Robin was taking Marion to a fuck cave because, like <laughs> – He's taking her through this dark forest as this song singing, and then he goes under like a waterfall into a cave. I'm like, whoa, hey. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, okay. Also, you could you could take that clip, take out the audio, and just layer. Can you feel yes. the love? Yeah. It's the same sequence. Really. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, what did you rate, love? 
Probably higher than you. Oh, although, no, actually, this wasn't very high at all. Okay. Because I wanted to be like, fives for everything. That's just because I just, I remember this song and I think it's really pretty. Yeah. Um, So I gave it two and a half for music. Yep. One for lyrics, because I acknowledge it's just a very naff song. Yeah. Um, two for animation. Zero for contribution because no one's singing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, oh, no, I'll give it a one because it, it does, like, establish, I guess, them. But there's nothing personal. It could easily be yeah. sung out of context. and It just progresses matter, their love a little bit. And they're not singing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and for cake score, I gave it one because although I heavily remember this sequence, I don't remember the song. Yeah. I remember there was a song called Love. I remember it was really pretty, but I don't really remember it apart from Love Goes On and On. That's all I remember. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, we actually rated it very similarly. Right. Um, so I gave it a two for music um, because I don't, for some reason, I still avoid half numbers. <laughs> Even though it took me forever to accept Get that to I could zeros. rate zero. <laughs> so I think half numbers are still a while off. Um, so two for uh, music, a one for lyrics, a two for animation, a one for contribution. Again, because it just, yeah, it establishes their, their it, it progresses their love a little bit. And a zero for cake score because I immediately forgot it. <laughs> I still don't know how it goes. <laughs> you, you you sung a couple of little bits there, and I'm like, no, nah, don't remember. It's like love, blah 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 blue, blah blah. Love, blah 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 blah. Got nothing. Yeah, got nothing. But I'm sure it exists. Yeah. Yeah, it exists. It's pretty. It's pretty. I'm really interested to know what the shit's gonna win this. It's gonna be fucking whistle stop. Let's. I can already see it happening. No. Send in your covers, folks. Send in your covers. Um, oh, speaking of which, probably a nice point, uh, spot to point that out. We are looking yeah. for covers of the songs that um, win or even just rank really highly mm. uh, so we can share them on our socials. Yep. Already we've received and shared two really beautiful covers. Uh, the first one we got was from a lovely soprano named her handle is Anna G Music. She sent us a gorgeous rendition of I Wonder, which is such an unusual choice. Mm, yeah. Because until we rewatched that movie, I completely forgot that song existed. And it's it's really pretty. I mm. remember thinking that when we watched it. And it's the one song that I actually really enjoyed. Um, oh, what was her name that sang? Who was Sleeping Beauty in that? Uh, Mary Costa. Uh, Mary Costa, yeah. It was the one song that I just loved hearing Mary Costa sing because it's just so... Um, you know, so leapy and, mm. and pretty. And so, she does it so effortlessly and nicely, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so Anna G uh, sent us a, or tagged us in a great version of that, so go check her out. We also got a really lovely version of Baby Mine by Ellen.Elias04. She actually mentioned it was the first Disney movie that she took her son to see. Oh, wow. Action. Very cool. So she learnt the ukulele and tagged us in that, which was awesome. So you can check those check those out. And please, if you're going to record some Disney stuff, tag us in it. Mm. Um, anything that we've reviewed so far, we'd love to share and enjoy. So, uh, yeah, shoot us, shoot us a cover. Absolutely. We want to hear it, guys. Mm. All right. On to the next song, The Phony King of England. Sing of an English king a thousand years from now And not because he passed some laws Or had that lofty brow 
While Bonnie Good King Richard leads the great crusades on We'll all have to slave away for that good-for-nothing John Incredible as he is inept Whenever the history books are kept They'll call him the phony king of England This song doesn't exist I've forgotten it Yeah Completely I rated it fairly poorly And it does not exist in my head It's gone <laughs> Clearly, my brain went. I'm, re- I'm, you know, uh, protecting you from this. Will so no, <laughs> I will not remember this song. This is the song that famous famously reuses a butt ton of animation. Yeah, yeah. So I I did a bit of a deep dive into this and into the reasons for this, and I found all sorts of reasons. Yeah, I found Disney was going bankrupt. They weren't. I found um, they were trying to save money. Not really. Not really? Um, and they had significant deadlines to meet. Doesn't really make sense. Mm. Um, what what I kind of found to be what I think is the truth, um, well, I think it's a combination of two things. Wooly Reitherman was really, really proud of his knowledge of Disney animation. Right. He was and one how- of the nine old men, wasn't he? Yes, he was. <laughs> he was he was really just really proud of, you know, specific sequences that he could just remember from movies going all the way back to Snow White. Yep. And so he thought it would be really cool to reuse some of those animations in especially this sequence. Now, this is something that's been done before. We've seen it in, you know, we saw it in um the Aristocats, and in The Sword and the Stone because Xerox now exists so we can photocopy um, previous animations and then just alter them. Yep. And so he thought it would be really clever to just reuse a bunch of animations because why not? Remember, at this point, video doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Or at least Disney on video doesn't exist. In the 70s is when VHS eventually gets invented and starts becoming a household thing in the later 70s. But at this point, the only way you can see these movies is by going to a theatre and watching it. Mm. So there was, at this point, no way that anyone would know that a lot of this animation was from The Jungle Book, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Mm. The Aristocats. I think it's mainly those three. Yeah, okay. And so he thought, let's do it. It'll be like a fun little thing no one will ever know. Now, of course, we all know because we've all got the internet and and whatnot. Now, when it comes to saving money and saving time, in order to recreate these sequences, it takes almost just as much time because all they're doing is copying the, the original animation but then they have to change everything into the new characters anyway. Mm. So it's not like it's a direct copy and paste. The bear would have been super easy. Add a hat, change the colour, done. Yeah, But when we're looking at, like, that that sequence with Baloo and King Louie versus Little John and Lady Clark, Mm. that's a lot of reanimation that has to be be done for Lady Clark as opposed to King Louie. So... um, I looked into it. It doesn't actually save that much time or money because time is money, basically. Um, So that's what I have figured out to be the truth, which is against what Wikipedia says, but we know, you know, kids, 
you shouldn't use Wikipedia for your assessments. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I could find to be the most realistic reason. Yeah, okay. No, it, it is interesting, and you're right. Like, I suppose in the early 70s, you, there, was, there would be no way to envision that in, you know, 20, 30 years, people are going to turn around and go, look at how much fucking copying they did. Like, <laughs> well, you know, um, two dweebs from Melbourne are going to be like, now Wolfgang, here we go. <laughs> but um, it is it is interesting, and it's an interesting choice. I can imagine, look, I'm not an artist, um, but I can imagine, I can imagine that it's probably, even though you're changing a lot, it's probably easier if you have the framework of an image to then adapt that image, even if it is King Louis into Lady Cluck. So I can see why, yeah, why. It, it's kind of a why not. Yeah. Like we need a dance sequence. Hey, we had one in the Jungle Book. Why don't we just recreate that? It's not yeah. like people are going to really remember because these movies are years apart. Mm. It's very, very unlikely that someone is going to have that kind of memory. Yeah. And even if they do, you could sort of imagine that maybe people are just remembering like, Oh, I enjoyed, you know, like even if it's subconscious, they're connecting these things that they enjoyed to this new thing. So like, oh, I enjoyed mm. the Jungle Book. I liked that dance sequence. Maybe I'm not remembering that this is the exact same dance sequence, but something in it is sparking a memory where I enjoyed yeah. that. So I'm going to enjoy this. Um, but there's a really wonderful video that we have shared on socials, but it was sent to us by another listener, Jamie. Um, so thank you very much for sending that to us, Jamie, which shows some of those um, some of those direct comparisons. comparisons. And it is really, really fascinating so yeah that's that's what i have found out but i guess you know you can you can you can believe what you what you want to believe but that to me makes the most sense yeah yeah what did you rate it what did i rate it phony king of england i rated it at a one for music a one for lyrics a three for animation i wanted to rate it lower for animation because it was so copying but it is still a fun sequence and it's still fun mm. dance and lady cluck's a legend so um i gave it <laughs> i gave it a three still i really like the puppet yeah yeah, yeah yeah prince is it prince john prince john prince? Yeah, yeah yeah i think it's cute um i then rated it at a one for contribution and a zero for cake score all right I gave it a two for music and lyrics because I remember at the time thinking mm. it was kind of clever. Yeah. I gave it a two and a half for animation. Two and a half is the exact middle ground. Yeah, That's what yeah, I do. Yeah. And I'm like, it just kind of <laughs> is. And again, because I knew a lot of it was copied, yet the sequence is still really kind of successful. Mm. Uh, one for contribution and zero for cake. Yeah, okay. It's a shame because, uh, you know, I love Phil. I love Phil. Uh, and I wanted it to be a better song, but it just wasn't. So. <laughs> I just like... I really like Phil as Baloo, mm. and this to me was just Baloo again. Yeah, it was like Baloo just, uh, you know, but brown went on went on a an extended vacation to England and just got caught up in shenanigans there. And he turned from Baloo to brown. Oh fuck! <laughs> Cut it, people! We're shutting it down. <laughs> 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 All right, on to the last song. Not in Nottingham. Every town has its ups and downs. Sometimes ups outnumber the downs, but not in Nottingham. I'm inclined to believe. We were so down 
really liked this song. I really liked this song. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really liked the sequence. I really liked the tone. I, yeah, like it's it's a really quite a sad song because everything's sort of shutting yep. down. You know, the taxes are being raised. Everyone's you know being kicked out of their homes. I I thought it was a really good use of the style, mm. um, and yeah, I really liked this song. Yeah, I adore the animation of like the way all the animals are shackled mm. and like the tiny mice shackles yeah. with their tiny yeah. little feet. And I think it's. Yeah, I think this this whole sequence is is beautiful. Yeah, I lie when I say that Whistle Stop was the high point. This was probably the high point, even though it was so sad. It was um it it was the the most engaged I was in the movie. Yeah, mm. no, I one hundred percent agree. This was Tim's favorite song as well. Yeah, cool. I I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I'd be interested to see if I uh, if I overscored again for it. <laughs> I gave it a three for music. Yep. A two for lyrics. Yep. A three for animation. Yep. A two for contribution. I gave it a one for cake. Our scores, with the exception of you don't use point fives, are identical. Yeah, there we go. Three for music, two and a half for lyrics. Nice. Three for animation, two for contribution, one for cake. There we go. I think that's the closest we've been in a while. Uh, overall, I think, yes, despite the fact that we have very different feelings about this movie overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, when we when we finished watching this, yep. Tim Tim was like, "That was the best song," and mm. I I agreed. And he had a look, and he found this. Every town has its ups and. on who that is the voice is so familiar but i yeah is it like <sighs> that was super popular about oh god nearly 10 years ago now is it like mumford and sons yeah yeah okay there we go yeah 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 so they did it on a bbc radio show yeah right okay and uh yeah i was it was a bit of a surprise yeah beautiful cover i really like that yeah me too yeah I think I'm going to need to cover that song. I love it. I think it's great. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Angie's Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Angie uh, Angie and I seem to think a lot about the same movies. I wonder if it's because we influence each other with the, with our thoughts. Like she, You've been hanging around each other too yeah, much. Yeah, she was quite snarky about this movie and maybe that's why I sort of felt a bit poorly about it as well. But no, look, I, we both just tuned out. We're on our phones a lot in this movie. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I, no. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because it feels a lot like Sword in the Stone as well. Like Sword in the Stone was quite boring and I felt this was quite boring. But uh, look, that's just me. And like I said, people are going to enjoy it and that's perfectly, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. But... 
I've said that I really enjoyed the chicken as this bard that's like telling a Western story. Angie uh, turns to me as this bird. Sorry, the rooster. Apologies to all the (laughs) the chickens out there. Um, The Angie turns to me as this bird starts singing and says, uh, and I quote, "What is it about this bird that seems a bit rapey?" What? Yeah, she uh, she thought the way the bird was like eyeing the camera was a bit uh, a bit off. What? <laughs> like from the beginning? Yeah, very beginning. Oh, you guys were on. You were off this movie from the get go. <laughs> it had no chance. No. The book opened. You were like, nah, done. <laughs> so it should be no surprise that the winning song for today was. No. <laughs> I started to say it instead of the drum roll. How many roll. times? How many times? I know, I know. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's part of the canon now for this podcast <laughs> that we fuck up at least once. So <laughs> this one has had several. So here we go. <laughs> the song is Not, Not in, in Nottingham. Nottingham. Again, just a, a kind of depressing way to finish it the is, episode. It is, but again, it's just a really nice indication as to what this movie could have been. And I'm not, I'm not going to harp on about how much I didn't like it because I know you liked it and all that sort of stuff. But it, it just it feels like it could have been more. And this song, I think, was in it is from a movie that was more. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's Robin. I Hood. think it 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 could have done with even more Roger Miller. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every time the chicken. Sorry. Every time the rooster reappeared, I got excited. Yeah. I was like, he's going to yeah, sing again. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. If the other songs had have also been written by Roger Miller, even if they weren't sung by him, um, you know, even if they were sung by by um, by by the characters, you know, Phil Harris sang that song and all that sort of stuff, I really want to know what Roger Miller's entire soundtrack sounded like. Mm. Mm. But yeah, that's uh, Robin Hood from 1973. It's a film that exists. Mm. We've seen it. You should see it. Yeah. And uh, we'll probably never mention it again because it's just a film that is. Yeah, look, and the, the even though we really loved Not in Nottingham and we both rated it fairly similarly, it didn't really impact on our top 10 at all. It, it is at number 29 on our overall score and when we just account for music and lyrics it is at number 34 it's not yeah. it's not in the top 10 it's not anywhere near not the top a contender 10. no um but it is an interesting song and certainly mm. um tr- i assume we'll put it on the socials as well but that mumford and sons uh, mumford and sons cover sounds great i really want to listen mm. to that whole thing um yeah track it down it's a good song good song mm. all right well We will see you next episode for 1977's The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh with music by the Sherman Brothers. Mm -hmm. Might be confusing because we're like, the Sherman Brothers have left Disney. We'll explain that in the next episode. Absolutely, we will. But until we see you then, I'm Stackers. And I'm Will. Bye. Bye.
powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply.